The following podcast is brought to you by the Village Zendo. For more information, visit villagezendo.org. Good evening, everyone. It's good to see you. I'm not quite sure what's uh, going on with our Zoom tonight, but it was certainly a very disconcerting experience. I went, took my break and stretched, and I came back and there was a blank screen. And I went, oh, but I'm the Dharma talker. What am I going to do? Well, let me see if I can get it back. So I pushed a button here and a button there. And uh, fortunately, everything came back. So that was just a minor uh, glitch. Uh, but uh, I think all of us are aware that there have been some pretty major glitches in our lives the past few years. Uh, And uh, one of them, uh, of course, was COVID. And uh, as a result of COVID, I didn't get to see my friend Mike. Uh, for a very long time. Uh, He had moved all the way to Philadelphia. uh, And uh, uh, initially, uh, I guess the summer of 2020, we arranged to meet uh, halfway between New York and Philadelphia and Washington Square Park. Not Washington Square Park, sorry. I'm showing my New York bias here. In Washington Crossing State Park in Pennsylvania, And we had a uh, a nice lunch together outside. And then I didn't see him again, just phone calls. uh, Until finally, uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, it it was time. I don't know why exactly it was time, but uh, I went to Philadelphia and spent the night with him and his partner, uh, Stephanie, in their house and took a risk. And uh, so that was the appropriate step at that time. So uh, I evolved and the whole situation evolved just as the little glitch uh, that I went through at the beginning with the technology it evolved one button at a time. So uh, I was sitting around the table with uh, Mike and Stephanie, and uh, we were talking about this and that. Uh, and another extreme situation came up in our conversation. Uh, you know, there were all these uh, uh, the abortion restrictions were very much in the news and uh you know we were talking about the different states doing different things and you know uh putting ourselves uh, in the place of uh young women or maybe even not so young women uh facing this changed environment and uh you know mike said You know, uh, I don't think a man could possibly understand 
what women go through when they give birth. Uh, it, it's just not possible. Uh, and all of a sudden, sparks flew out of Stephanie's head. And she said, you got that right. Uh, giving birth to my first child was one of the, maybe the hardest experience I ever went through. And I've been through some pips. And she said, nothing prepared me uh, for the pain of that delivery. And I'd taken all the classes and all of that. And then on the spot, I thought I was going to die. I was in so much pain. And uh, I tried this and I tried that. Uh, nothing worked. And uh, finally, uh, there was a nurse there who helped me. And she says, you just have to relax. You just have to relax. And for some reason, that got through to me. And I relaxed. And all of a sudden, I was in a completely different state of consciousness where I was the great ocean of being. And I wasn't giving birth to this child. The great ocean of being was giving birth to this child. And it was completely indifferent to my little blips of pain. My stabs of pain were just tiny little waves on this infinite ocean that was bringing this child into the world. And my body was completely out of control, at least in terms of, uh, in terms of me. But it knew exactly what to do. It just did what it had to do to get the child born. So I don't know whether you would call that a Kensho experience or not. Uh, doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, it was certainly a hell of an experience. And so she felt, she experienced directly that the whole universe was focusing itself through her. So her actions were not hers, uh, not in the sense of the ego that says, well, I'll, I'll have chocolate instead of vanilla. Uh, I'll do this rather than that, or all... Uh, all the little uh, dialogue we have in our head that we take to be us. And yet, in that experience, she saw that, no, everything is right here. Everything is working to get this child born saw it directly. Uh, but then uh, I sort of extrapolated from that. So, okay, uh, the whole universe uh, 
gave birth to the child. Well, now what? Well, you got to get the child home through New York traffic. You got to stay up day after day after day, night after night after night to take care of the child's needs. Endless dirty diapers. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's really kind of a wonderful kind of drudgery. Nothing spectacular about it at all. It's a miracle that goes on every moment of every day. People taking care of children doesn't really feel special most of the time. So I have to ask myself, well, the spectacular experience drifted into the past, but was not the universe washing the dirty diapers? Was not the great ocean of being coming forth and washing those diapers through Stephanie's hands and her partner's hands? What had changed? fundamentally. What had changed was simply the experience. There was one experience happening in that hospital at home day after day doing the work that goes into raising a child. That was a different experience. But had what was going on actually changed in terms of it not being done by little old me, except in a conventional sense. Just the whole ball of wax taking a step and then another step and then another step. It doesn't feel special at all. And of course, it can uh, be kind of a trap for us to attach to these spectacular experience. Uh, because as soon as we experience ourselves as the great ocean of being, there's a subtle separation from the great ocean of being. There's a little me that's having an experience, quite an amazing experience. In a way, washing the dirty diapers there isn't that uh, sense of division. You just wash the diaper and the whole universe comes forth in that simple, ordinary act. The whole truth comes forth in that moment. It doesn't feel special at all. It feels like washing a dirty diaper. Um, Dogen tells this over and over again in various places. Uh, 
you don't realize it because it doesn't feel remarkable in any way. And yet it proceeds with its own kind of logic, its own kind of intelligence, a logic and intelligence that goes deeper than our thinking, figuring mind. So uh, I came upon a koan that uh, sort of embodied this for me. And it happens to be, I think, one of Enkyo Roshi's least favorite koans. Uh, uh, and it is kind of a bizarre koan, the language in it is bizarre. Uh, but it makes this very simple point, so I'll share it with you. Uh, once Emperor Su Sung asked natural, national teacher Chung, what is the 10 body controller? National teacher said, sire, walk on Vairokana's head. The emperor, not surprisingly, said, I don't understand. The national teacher said, don't acknowledge your own pure body of reality. So just to parse this a little bit, uh, the 10 body controller, I've never come across uh, this term anywhere else. Uh, uh, in the uh, commentary, it talks about uh, uh, 10 different Buddha bodies and so on, but that's not the most important thing. Uh, the 10 body controller is basically Vairokana. Uh, the Supreme Buddha, the, the all-inclusive Buddha uh, uh, controller, because one of the epithets of, of the Buddha is uh, one who controls beings, one who tames beings and frees them. So... The emperor asks, what is the 10 body controller? What is Vairokana? How do I encounter Vairokana? How do I encounter this great, all-inclusive reality body that is symbolized by Vairokana? The national teacher says, Sire, walk on Vairokana's head. Well, what happens when you walk on Vairokana's head? Hopefully, you don't see Vairokana. You just walk. The emperor doesn't understand. The national teacher says, Sire, 
do not acknowledge your own pure body of reality. To acknowledge your own pure body of reality is to separate yourself, to generate a feeling of separation between yourself and the truth. To walk upon Virokana's head is nothing more than to wash the dirty diaper, to prepare a meal, to do the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. It doesn't feel special at all. And yet, Virokana comes forth in each of those moments. Although not revealed, not hidden, not hidden even for a moment. So I was thinking about all this in terms of uh, fear. Uh, uh, I've certainly experienced a lot of fear uh, the past few years. Uh, and uh, sometimes very intense, very intense anxiety. Oh, you're a Zen teacher. You're not supposed to uh, be scared. <laughs> You're not supposed to worry about getting sick and dying or having people you love get sick and die. Oh, no. Well, sorry, it doesn't work that way. Uh, I experienced a lot of fear. Uh, but one thing that really helped me, uh, uh, and it's helping me to this day is in that image of walking on Virokana's head. So the way I get myself all balled up is through my tendency for grasping and aversion. Oh yeah, well, how can I make this come out all right? How can I do that? Or how can I keep this from happening? Or what if that happens? What do I? Well, okay, you know, a certain amount of, uh, of that kind of imagination is all right. But ultimately, all you can do is take this COVID test. Oh, it's negative. Or, oh, it's positive. And then you take the next step. And then you take the next step. Sometimes you don't know. You don't know how this is going to come out at all. But somehow something knows how to take that step. Somehow something knows how to bring that baby 
into the world, although you don't know how you're ever going to do it. Although Vairokana is not revealed, his wisdom, her wisdom, is not hidden. And so over time, uh, as we practice, uh, a great kind of tiredness sets in. Uh, that's how I think of it, at least in regard to myself. I just get awfully tired trying to foresee things that can't be foreseen, trying to control things that can't be controlled, just like my friend Stephanie had no idea how to get that baby born. So there comes a point where more and more I'm just willing to relax, to trust the Dharma, and take the next step and the next, even though there's not a trace of Vairokana or enlightenment anywhere to be found. <laughs>